Again, it might look different at different schools depending on what staff are available to provide that service. But that starts the week of um, March 8th. And then the most exciting part is on April 12th, we start bringing back our high school students, our 912. So April 12th, on that first day, April 12th, we will bring in our ninth graders. That would be their first day to give them an opportunity to get orientated in the school and to kind of feel the school, you know, for the first time because they haven't been in their new school. So we're going to bring our ninth graders back on April 12th and the 13th. We'll bring back the 10th, 11th, and the 12th grade. And then after that, on the on April 19th, we're going to bring our middle schoolers back. Beginning on April 19th, bringing back our 6th graders, giving them an opportunity to, to get acquainted with the building without having the other students in. And then on the 20th, we'll bring back the 6th um, the, um, and 8th graders. So we're really excited about getting our students back into school. Our schools are ready. Our teachers are ready. Our students are ready. We're ready to get back to face-to-face so that we can provide the academic and the emotional and social support, emotional and social support that our students need. That was a mouthful. (laughs) There's a lot, a lot of dates, too, to keep up with. Is there any, uh, do you you guys have any feedback from the students themselves, especially the 6th to 12th grade? Uh, students, what are they saying about coming back to school? Are they excited about it? Did they get comfortable and uh, find their rhythm with uh, doing the remote schooling? So it's really interesting because Dirk and I actually uh, met with the citywide student council on um, Monday of this week, and that's when we decided to take this show on the road with the both of us because we <laughs> together were really able to answer their questions because their questions, I mean, they are really critical thinking. I was so impressed by the questions that they asked, mm. and I was just telling them those were some of the same questions that we were having conversations in within the senior leadership that we were grappling with. And so I was so impressed with that group of students. And they have concerns around, you know, safety and want to just know want to know that uh, we're doing what we need to do to make sure that they stay safe and also there was questions around their scheduling and possible changes that would take place in their scheduling um Dirk, you want to take it from there yeah you know Chantal but I have to tell you those students you know they should just be running the district because they were bringing up <laughs> everything um, they were talking about their you know their friends mental health they were talking about what are we going to do as a district to support students who may be cyber bullied if they get a case of COVID? And yeah. they were talking about what's it going to be like in the stairwells where we all get jammed up. And so they were thinking about everything from the big picture to the little picture and in between. And it was a really helpful conversation. And they also gave us a lot of great ideas about how we can better talk with students themselves about what's going on and help get them ready. So it was amazing to hear from them and to really get some great ideas. And I'm, I'm just really grateful for the time we had with them. I think it's a good thing. I always say that it's important to talk to the young people and find out where they are and what they need and what their concerns are, because they will tell you. If you ask, they will tell you. And you're probably going to get some responses, like you said, from them that you didn't even expect that you would get from them. So, And they know exactly what they need and what they want. So I'm really glad that you guys did that and spoke to them and asked them questions about what their concerns were. 
Um, so, yeah, where is more information uh, for anyone listening that might need to know exactly uh, the, the time, the, the schedule that you have for the 6th through 12th graders to come back? Uh, Dr. Harris-Berry, where can they find more information about back to school for the 6th to 12th graders? So, of course, we have it on our website. We're going to have the information listed on our website. Our schools will be pushing out information to our um, to our families, so they'll be getting so there's district-wide information that's available, and that same information will be pushed out by schools. Um, our, 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 our secondary advisors, student advisors, will be reaching out to families, um, touching base with families, letting them know their option. There are two options students can um, uh, can elect to go back in person or they can elect to uh, remain on um, distant learning, main with, remain with distant learning. What I want you to know, some really important dates starting today, the registration forms will be um, um, available for secondary families to make a choice and they have through March 9th to decide whether or not they want to stay in distant learning or come back um, in person. Um Jersey, would you like to add to that? Um, sure, yeah. I'll just say that one important piece of information for families to know is that they're not locked into a decision. If you decide you want to go back in person and then maybe something changes in your family situation, whatever the case might be, you can switch to distance learning. And if you start in distance learning and you see people coming back and you're like, wow, this is looking really safe, mm -hmm. um, you can switch back to in-person learning. And it's just going to take a couple weeks to get everything set up. And if families do not complete the form, they're going to be defaulted to in-person learning. And that's because it's easier for us to switch them into distance learning. That can happen instantly versus bringing them back in person. Mm -hmm. So we want everybody to have the chance to go back in person if if for some reason they missed a deadline or whatever and not have to worry about it. Um, and we try to make that really clear that if you do nothing, you're going back in person, but we really would rather everybody complete the form to let us know what they prefer. That's good. Good to know. I was going to ask that as well. If, if there is an option to go back in person or to continue distance learning, of course, that obviously must be a concern for some people. They want to be able to choose. So thank you for touching on that, Dirk. Uh, thank you guys so much. Any final thoughts, uh, Superintendent, Associate Superintendent, um, about the in-person learning for secondary 6th through 12th grade? So I just want the students know, to know, students and families, that we're, we're excited, we're preparing for them, we're excited for them to, to come back so that we can better meet their academic, social, and emotional needs. Um, if you have questions, reach out to your, your schools for individual questions that you may have. Um, look on the website. Just really have family conversations on, you know, what's best for your family and what's best for your students. Because some students have found that distant learning is actually a better um, platform for their learning, and that's okay also. Mm -hmm. And so just, you know, sit down and just have those conversations with your students to determine what's the best um, learning format for them as we move forward. Absolutely. Well, thank you both so much for the update. Associate Superintendent Dr. Sean Harris-Berry and Dirk Tedman, of course, Office of Communications, Engagement, and External Relations with Minneapolis Public Schools. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very us. much. All right. It's 23 minutes past the hour, 7 o'clock on the way. News you can use. And also, dear friend on KMOJ.